you need the initial shot. Then the booster shot about a month later. Many jurisdictions around the world have already approved a third shot, a second booster shot for people who were vaccinated just four or five months ago. If leaky vaccines are prolonging the SARS-CoV-2 outbreak as I believe they are, there's every reason to believe that people who are vaccinated will need a fourth shot and a fifth shot and so on. Public health officials want you to believe that this is normal. It's not. Sure, some vaccines do require booster shots, but never in the history of vaccines have they required a shot and then another shot and then another shot and then another shot just months apart from one another. This never-before-seen vaccine regimen might cause rational thinking people to inquire whether there's something critical that's missing from the mRNA vaccines. I believe there is. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Welcome to the fourth installment of my series on SARS-CoV-2 and its vaccines. In this fourth installment, I want to talk about T-cells, memory T-cells specifically. T-cells as a group are incredibly complex, and we're not going to be able to get into it in detail today. We would be here quite literally hours and hours and hours. So let's start with sort of a just a basic outline of what T-cells are about. Every single T-cell in the body begins as either a CD4 or CD8 T-cell in the thymus. Then CD4 or CD8 T-cells differentiate into a plethora of different kinds of T-cells. I want to share with you a list of the basic types of T-cells, and this is going somewhere. I I know this might seem a little science-y, but just go with me for a minute, okay? Basic forms of T-cells. Helper CD4 positive T-cells. Cytotoxic CD8 positive T-cells. Memory T-cells. Regulatory CD4 positive T-cells. Innate-like T-cells. Natural killer T-cells. Mucosa-associated invariant T-cells and gamma-delta T-cells. Now, the important thing to know as I read that list is within each one of those categories, there are then a slew of subtypes within each of the forms I just mentioned. So the list of T-cells is really, really, really long and super complex. Today, I want to talk about memory T-cells, but before I get there, I want to mention something called effector T-cells. Effector T-cells literally go out and attack whatever invasive pathogen is causing a problem for the body. And just like neutralizing antibodies, effector T-cells fade away after the battle has been won. Let me share with you a scientific explanation of effector T-cells. Most of the T-effector cells produced during an immune response must be eliminated after they have done their job. As antigen levels fall and the response subsides, effector cells are deprived of the antigen and cytokine stimulation that they need to survive, and the majority die by apoptosis. Apoptosis is a medical term for natural timed cell death. So you can see, based on that description, that effector T-cells, just like neutralizing antibodies, they fade away after the battle has been won. And you're going to see in just a moment that that is exactly the opposite 
of memory T-cells. And just like the T-cell landscape, generally memory T-cells have a lot of subtypes also. Let's take a quick look at those. Central memory T-cells, effector memory T-cells, terminally differentiated effector memory T-cells, tissue resident memory T-cells, virtual memory T-cells, and stem memory T-cells. As we're putting our big toe in the memory T-cell pool, there's an important scientific statement about memory T-cells, and it is as follows. The single unifying theme for all memory T-cell subtypes is that they are long-lived and can quickly expand to large numbers of effector T-cells upon re-exposure to their cognate antigen. Cognate means a pathogen that the body has encountered before, and that pathogen's protein surface sequence is encoded into the memory T-cells. So when the body detects that particular pathogen anytime again in the future, the memory T-cells cause the body to jump into action immediately. That point is so important, I want to repeat it. Memory T-cells are long-lasting and effectuate an immediate attack on a pathogen the body has encountered previously. I repeat that because here's the kicker. Bodies that have been vaccinated do not appear to be engaging in that conduct. Instead, they are relying on neutralizing antibodies and presumably effector T-cells. The vaccine does not appear to be activating the production of memory T-cells in the body. Having just made the statement I did, I'm sure people who know just enough to be a danger to the truth will post links to studies claiming the existence of T-cells based on vaccination couple of things need to be clarified about that. Number one, I never said that vaccination doesn't produce T-cells. What I'm saying is the evidence is overwhelming that vaccination does not activate production of memory T-cells. That's the critical point. Number two, I've read all of the studies that are going to be posted by store clerks and accountants and dog trainers and bartenders saying that T-cells have been found or memory T-cells specifically have been found. In point of fact, no study has ever proven that vaccination activates production of memory T-cells or that memory T-cells to SARS-CoV-2 exist in people who are vaccinated. None. Zero. No matter what the titling says, when you get into the study, it doesn't. When you get into the nitty-gritty of these studies that the headline may say that they found memory T-cells, but you get down into the nitty-gritty of those studies, you find that's not true. What they've used is spectrography to find elements like interleukin-2, which is highly associated with the presence of CD4 and CD8 T-cells. However, as we discussed earlier, CD4 and CD8 T-cells then differentiate into all that wide spectrum of other T-cells. In other words, finding something like interleukin-2, which is highly associated with CD4 and CD8, doesn't tell us anything about whether those CD4 or CD8 T-cells differentiate into memory T-cells. Now, I'm sure those people who don't know anything but love to be disputatious will say, well, what you just described is how it's done. Well, actually, no, it's not. There is a technology known as MHC peptide tetramer staining that specifically confirms the presence of memory T-cells. 
Not one of those studies that claims inferentially or by implication that memory T cells, well, I, I, they must exist, I guess they exist. I mean, we followed it up to point X. There's no reason that this shouldn't go to point Y. That's, that's the inferential implied message. Not one of them, not one of them, use the technology that firmly establishes the presence of memory T cells. Think of it this way. Imagine if you're trying to catch a killer, and at the crime scene, the killer's own blood is left behind. So you have the blood tested. Then you go arrest a suspect. The defendant's counsel says to you, investigator, detective, I'd like to see the DNA results. And you say, oh, I didn't run DNA results. We simply typed the blood and the defendant is O positive. You can imagine the defense counsel scratching his head. Wait a second. So you claim to have blood from my client, but all you did was type it. So you know it's O positive. O positive being the blood type of 38% of the world's population, which clearly does not point a finger at my client, but you had the option to run DNA, which would have firmly settled the issue of whether the killer was my client. You chose not to do that? No investigator would fail to run DNA when they had the ability to run DNA. Likewise, no researcher would fail to use the proper technology to establish what they wanted to establish when they began the study. So with the proper technology to settle the matter, just right over there, why would a researcher not use the proper technology that would settle the matter? Simple. Because then that, those researchers, the research author of that study, who's ever behind it, can't inferentially claim that memory T cells exist or can't impliedly assert that memory T-cells exist. They could not assert that impliedly or inferentially if they used a test that proved conclusively there are no memory T-cells produced by the vaccine. Consequently, they don't use the proper technology because it would undermine their agenda. In short, you can't hint that memory T-cells exist if you used a test that proved they don't. Now that we understand what appears to be going on with the lack of memory T-cells in the vaccine, let's take a moment and return to how our body's natural immune process works when presented with a pathogen. When the body detects a pathogen, an antigenic response occurs. Antigen-presenting cells then communicate with the various aspects of the body's adaptive immune response system, and the pathogen's surface protein sequence is communicated to those elements. They produce neutralizing antibodies and effector T cells that have that surface protein sequence encoded in them, and they go out then to find that pathogen, do battle, and defeat it. Step two is, no less than about seven days into this process, the body produces memory T cells, and those memory T cells possess the memory, hence the name, of the pathogen surface protein sequence. Those memory T cells do not get in the fight. That's really critical. We talked about the effector T cells. They go out and do battle. The memory T cells do not. The memory T cells... Uh, do I want to get into this? No. Uh, the memory T cells are simply retained in the body. We'll just say that. that that's a, the short and sweet version. Retained by the body for 
at minimum, years, usually decades, sometimes a lifetime. And the reason for that is if the body ever detects that pathogen with that same surface protein sequence again, boom, the memory T cells throw everything into immediate effect because they already know what the sequence is. They've already been there, done that once. They immediately marshal all of the necessary elements to go out and immediately attack and defeat that pathogen. What I just described is why data out of Israel shows that reinfection in people with prior infection immunity and no vaccine is a statistically insignificant eight one-thousandths of one percent. Keeping in mind that the vaccine is considered the initial infection, any subsequent contact with the wild virus would be considered the second contact with that pathogen. So if the vaccines were activating production of memory T cells, we would see that same tiny, 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 statistically insignificant number of reinfections. But that is not remotely what we're seeing. What we're seeing from public health officials all over the world and private information here in the United States is that reinfection in people who have been vaccinated is 50 to 80%. I think it's pretty clear that the reason for that is there is no vaccine-activated production of memory T cells. In other words, people who are vaccinated, what happens is they get the vaccination, it does indeed produce a spike in neutralizing antibodies. So they get a shot, neutralizing antibodies go up. Time goes by, three, four, five, six, seven months, and the neutralizing antibodies fade, which is exactly how the body does business. So you get another shot, and then the neutralizing antibodies go up. Now you have some protection. Three, four, five, six, seven months later, they start to fade. The protection wanes. Okay, I need another shot. The antibodies go up. Okay, now I have some protection. Three, four, five, six, seven months later, this starts to wane. I'm no longer safe again. You see that this is a circus, right? Prior infection immunity no vaccination. Reinfection rate, eight one-thousandths of one percent. People who are vaccinated with no apparent activation of the production of memory T cells, their reinfection rate is 50 to 80 percent. On August 18th, 2021, during a White House briefing, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said this, quote, reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. To be clear, that could not happen if the vaccine was activating production of memory T cells. If you enjoy these sort of fact-based presentations, do me a favor so that I can continue to be here to share this sort of knowledge with you. Run over to drreality.news. Grab yourself a copy of Body Science. Yeah, the science there is just like the science we discussed here. Or grab yourself a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist. Both of them, either of them, will be the most fascinating books you have ever read. My word to you. And by simply buying a book that informs you of incredible truths, reality, facts, data, and evidence, by getting all that fantastic information, you help me be here for you. Thanks. 